The Down Below podcast was our last best hope to analyze. We failed. But in the year of the spoiler war, it became something greater. Our last best hope for answers. The year is 2015. The show, Down Below. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Down Below, a Babylon 5 intro cast. I'm Will. I'm Ann. I'm Heidi. And I'm Beth. Oh, uh, we were rusty. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Doug. We don't know what order we go. Hi, Doug. Uh, Hi. Hello. Hi, Doug. <laughs> yeah, so rusty we get to introduce our guest. Um, oh, yeah, Doug, you're, <laughs> it's your first time here. Tell us how you discovered Babylon 5. Well, it's kind of interesting. I um, used to have like a timer on my TV alarm, um, and I'd be waking up to it occasionally on uh, TNT when it was on being shown on TNT. And uh, after a while, I decided to like to start recording some episodes. And I think I came in around season three, actually. Uh, I think one of the first episodes I recorded was Severed Dreams, and then Ooh. I. Uh, got Zaha Doom and that was that really hooked me into the show and uh, then I finally uh, when it came to sci-fi I started I watched it I finally got to see it all the way through episode by episode and then got them all on video and rewatched it once with a friend and right now I'm rewatching it with my wife okay, I've been seeing your Facebook post so you've been blowing through the episodes <laughs> we're like two episodes into season four now Ah, cool. I know that, I'm, I mean, I guess it was after the fact, maybe when it went to TNT, I went back and figured out with, uh, when I started watching the show. And I figured out it was at the end of season three, but right now I can't remember which episode it was. I just have this vague memory of shadow ships being in the right. episode. So um, I don't know if it was Zaha Doom or, or maybe the, um, what was the one before that? Um, shadow dancing. Shadow dancing. <laughs> shadow dancing. <laughs> Does your wife like the show? Yeah, she is. Um, it took a little, you know, it, it took a little while to get through the first season. There was kind of like some starts and stops at first, but then we finally blew through it, and then uh, she's been pretty hooked to it since. Oh, nice. Holy crap. Heidi, are you recording? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we are resting. Okay, now I'm recording uh, too. Okay, because if I have to leave before we're done, then. <laughs> yeah, just send me that when you get a chance. Okay. <laughs> um, well, today we are here to discuss the season finale of season three, Zaha Doom. But first, here's an ISN special report. This is a report from the ISN Underground. We received word that a large number of shadow vessels suddenly appeared around Babylon 5 today. Although the fighters were dispersed, they never engaged the shadows before the shadows suddenly left without opening fire.
We have received no comment from Babylon 5 on these mysterious developments. This has been a report from the ISN Underground. It's science, bitch. Hello. Hey. I'm Tom. And I'm Matt. And this is It's Science Bitch, or a promo for It's Science Bitch anyway. We pretty much talk about science and pop culture and what have you, in a kind of funny way. If it's geeky and can be linked to science, we'll find a way to get it in there. So you can listen to us on iTunes, where most podcasts live, Stitcher, TuneIn, and you can find us on Twitter at BinaryWomb. Yeah, that's about it. That's about it. Give us a listen. It's Science Bitch. Shadow Dancing originally aired October 28, 1996. JMS wanted to keep the name of this episode um, secret as long as possible for reasons. <laughs> 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 and I think he finally revealed it at Comic-Con that year. The episode aired in the UK, I think, a month earlier than the US. Wow. Oh, wow. Was this another one of those ones? Because it ended, it ended in October, so did the next season start soon after? Kind of like... I think it may have started in November wow. sometime. I'll look and see. Did anybody figure out what the Z minus so many days was before the episode? Yeah, I think we... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you were saying it, last week and the week before you figured it some sort of shadow attack, Zahadoom thing, didn't you? Yeah, for. I mean, as soon as they tell him not to go to Zaha Doom, you know that's where he's going to go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, but he did it so that. so that it wouldn't happen the way that it happened and get into a whole time loop thing. (laughs) For those listening to this later, our previous episode hasn't been released yet. And that's that episode, I think Howdy and Elizabeth pretty much say what it means. No, I wasn't there. Okay. Yeah, but I think we had the uh, Z minus things on the week before anyway. Yeah, we did. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it was this episode was directed by Adam Nimoy, who last directed Passing Through Gethsemane, written by JMS. Uh, I gotta the screen I think it's getting darker. Maybe time to get a new laptop. I think we've we've been saying this for a while. You haven't yeah. you haven't got flux on there, have you? And sometimes flux acts weirdly and puts the um, sunset settings on at sunrise. No, I don't. Well, um, I think before it's just been the laptop's been slow and sluggish and buggy, and now the screen is dimming. I think, or maybe my eyes are dimming. <laughs> <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> um. Anything else I wanted to say? Oh, I think I don't know if it was the commentary for this or something else I was listening to, but I think JMS used the term spoiler, and he was like he was saying a new term that not a lot of people would know what he meant by. I was like, oh, it's when we first got the term spoilers. <laughs> well, I think it was wasn't really used around two thousand one, two thousand two when the commentary was done. Yeah. Because I know so, I didn't hear it until about 2005. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, River. Well, have we, haven't we been hearing it before then? Because when River Song was saying it. We were ah, hearing. River Song, yeah. that's uh, 2009, 2010. Okay. Yeah. So the episode begins with Dylan watching over John, and we see uh, 
flashback of Sheridan watching his wife's video with a different <laughs> actress this time. Uh, you see Kasha's thing about Zahadun, the Icarus, and, uh, and Sheridan enters and Dylan drops the glass and we see John sitting there surprised to see her. Dylan leaves. Anna seems surprised that Dylan didn't tell John about her, I guess. Yeah, that She's, was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was just kind of, I thought that was kind of her trying to manipulate him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I find her performance really interesting, especially in this early bit, because she's the husk of a person pretending she's got a personality, pretending she's someone else. Yeah. 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 Um, I was like, what? Delenn didn't tell you something? I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> Never tell the whole truth. <laughs> Only what is needed at that exact moment, because yeah. then you get lots of really cool revelation moments. Exactly. Yeah, she's sorry for leaving John and not being able to get word to him. And Sheridan doesn't want her to touch him. <laughs> she says she'll take whatever test to prove it's her. And she wants him to go with her to Zaha Doom. I don't want her to touch me either. <laughs> <laughs> of course she wants him to go to Zaha Doom, because he's been told over and over and over, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she comes in, like, acting like, you know... He should just, you know, accept her like then and there. And he's like, hasn't seen her for five years, and she, he thinks she's dead, and she's, just, she almost acts like, what's the big deal? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's me. Time works yeah. differently. <laughs> it's been like a um, day for me. <laughs> JMS said they tried to, they gave her a black outfit like Morden. Oh well, they're all wearing black too, so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he did it would say... be really helpful to have Lita around. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Where is she? Why don't they, yeah, why didn't they put her through that kind of a test? They gotta have size on board, right? Yeah, that, or, it would have made sense to me. Or put her with the car, or the new Kosh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was not thinking. Uh, she's been touched by a shadow. He would probably freak out. Um, yeah, he was talking about their black uniforms on the commentary, saying that he always meant to have them in those uniforms from the beginning, like those previous uniforms were just kind of placeholders. I think After- maybe um, those uniforms were kind of designed in the pilot and they were stuck with them. <laughs> <laughs> After the credits, Jakar shows Ivanova that he tells her that they have some weapons of mass destruction, <laughs> some nuclear weapons, but they're only detectable if you know what you're looking for. Hmm. They're going to mine, use them to mine the areas where the shadows might attack. In Med Bay, the tests show that she is Anna Sheridan. And she, <laughs> I like the look on Franklin's face when he told him that, when Sheridan told him that Delyn was there in his room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, he seemed pretty stoic about it. Like, not Yeah, I, 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 in my mind, he like... In my mind, he wanted to say something, but he was like trying to be serious about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I saw a micro expression thing going on there because he was yeah. also there when um, Delenn got the. I mean, Sheridan got the message of Delenn is waiting your pleasure. It's just. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So there's. Anna has some epidermal scarring, but Franklin's going to run more tests and Sheridan's going to somebody if it's a trick. I mean, it's like, and take your time, you know? <laughs> yeah. Let's get this right. 
<laughs> no touching her. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. like I'll be right here watching. Thank you. Oh, actually, if you notice, there's a um, nurse in there doing the tests, and um, okay. Franklin's just uh, crunching the numbers at this point. That's good. Um, yeah. Performing. <laughs> I mean, that's probably something his other self told him. Like, you gotta stop touching everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you can't keep doing that. It's inappropriate. <laughs> that's what led to your stem problem. Um, oh. Just had a bad Bill Cosby joke popping in my head. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. Sheridan goes to talk to Delenn and wants to know if it's really Anna. She doesn't know. How could you? He wants. So, yeah, this whole conversation, he's very right in this conversation. Like, she didn't know for sure. Yeah, how would so they really know, that. I guess, is the question. What happened well, to everybody exactly? Yeah. I guess cautious, whatever he did, that's very <laughs> thorough. Yeah, the damning part is. The way she phrases it, we couldn't allow you. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, I don't, yep. That's the bad part. <laughs> See, they didn't give him the choice. He's like, how can you expect me to trust you again? And at the end, he's like, she's like, I do love you. You must believe that if nothing else. That's what they all say. Liar. Yeah. I'm the same thing. Oh, yeah. She said she assumed that Anna died and Gordon was the only one alive. Somebody tweeted me. <laughs> um, so, Londo and Veer are having a discussion. Some diplomatic pouch arrived. Is that like a Narn pouch? I didn't think about that until just now when you said it, Will. And then I was like, hmm. <laughs> Londo's been offered an advisory position to Emperor Cartesia Thinks it's just a lead so they can keep an eye on him. Should have gotten it 20 years ago. Then he gets a drink from a friend with a message from mutual associates. He needs to leave the station at once. And if he values his life, and they assume it's a friend of Morden's. Isn't that nice of Morden to look out for him? Oh yeah, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and of course Morden couldn't be there because he's got a more important conversation on Zahadun. It just, yeah, I won't be here for this one. So, like, have the shadows selected, or sort of selected, the Centauri and Earth as the ones they want to come out of this whole thing, basically? I mean, it seems like maybe. Maybe. Uh, I, I get the impression Earth more than Centauri, they're kind of using the Centauri more than want them to come out riding high, but if they happen to do well out of this, you know, it kind of serves their agenda. Mm-hmm. In Med Bay, Dr. Franklin has found him. Oh. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Dr. Franklin's found a match between Anna Sheridan and Carolyn Sanderson's head. Remember, Carolyn Sanderson is Vester's lover. Yeah, I would never have remembered that name. <laughs> I just think of the Sanderson sisters, and I'm like, what? Are we watching Hocus Pocus? <laughs> oh. Love that movie. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen it. What? Oh, with Bette Midler? Yes! Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. 
So funny. I have to watch it. I'm going to watch it right now. <laughs> Maybe just well, wait. Right now. An hour or so. <laughs> I, 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 it might just be the lack of sleep, but for some reason, a sequel to that uh, starring the past of the purest crew came into my head. <laughs> that just doesn't work. Aren't they making a sequel They're to that? They're making something. Is it a remake or a sequel? I can't remember. Oh. It's probably a remake with, like, Selena Gomez and Jack. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever else, 20-year-old. Blasphemy. <laughs> so with, um, yeah, I can't think of her name now, Meryl Streep's daughter. And <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, Sheridan's looking through Sheridan's stuff, and that picture she's holding is their real-life uh, wedding I was picture. wondering. <laughs> It's that was the, the best acting. I was gonna say that was the best acting she did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it, the way she actually takes it out the door is, hmm. I put this out to emo- emotionally manipulate him. <laughs> yeah. And this is, uh, he gets back and sees her, and he wants to know um, what she's doing and why she came back now. And she's like, I can't tell you now. We now go back to Zahadun. It's so weird. That. Like, I don't know. It's not it's not like she's really very good at pretending to be who she used to be and and I, I don't feel like she's very convincing at all. So really just the and fact at this point, that he has this weird plan is the only reason that he goes. Yeah. Exactly. At this point, does she doesn't know that she's not, you know, changed, does she? Well, at this point I think she knows she's um, acting different, but she thinks Sheridan's buying it. Uh, yeah. No, I don't want to eat now, but if we go to Zaha Doom, I'll be hungry. <laughs> Just keep going back to <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> gotta go to Zaha Doom, John. Yeah, she wants him to come hear their side of the story, and that's her home now. He's like, I'll go back if you um tell me what happened to you and the crew of the Icarus. And on the commentary, JMS said that Bruce liked this scene because he got to argue with his wife and not get in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I was pretty excited, though. I was like, yes, we're going to finally figure out, like, what's behind this whole thing. I was like, go, go, go. (laughs) So she explains that I, what do they call it? I-E-X. I-P-X. Okay, IPX, Interplanetary Expeditions, found the ruins of this civilization, and Dr. Chang led it, and it was the find of a lifetime. And Oh, no, now I'm remembering he, uh, the last series of Dr. Dr. Chang! Missy, he's just... See, uh, I was glad for Missy, because I missed those kind of epic storylines but uh, I don't think it was as good as it could have been there's so many um, correlations between <laughs> recent Doctor and Beeper that he's, yeah, I, 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 yeah I assume Moppet must have been a fan of him I was so excited when we got the two-parter but you know, it wasn't as good as when we had the previous Master so, but yeah, he really got the information about where Zaha Dune was from the alien ship on Mars. They put a homing beacon on it. Makes total sense. 
followed it back to Zaha Doom. <laughs> and I guess, I guess they never realized it, or if they did realize it was there. Well, yeah, it's, it's okay. This race has just dug us up. Uh, they're new on the scene. Um, they've just gone through a war and done pretty well for themselves. They're, you know, so they're actually really useful to us. Let's let them find us. Uh, yeah, that's clearly a um, shadow ploy. Or do you think they even knew? I don't know. Mm. I think see either way. This was kept top. They followed kept top secret, and they followed an energy source as soon as they landed on the planet, and that's how they found them. Their real name is ten thousand letters long. <laughs> <laughs> she says, "Of course, this is." Well, I think this is, yeah, she says there was an accident and the crew was killed and their comm system destroyed and they couldn't contact Earth. And of course, the aliens had just woken up and couldn't risk exposure yet. <laughs> but they got science that could put them thousands of years ahead. It takes little spiders like 20 years to learn their names. <laughs> 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 Like, how do you say your, how do you spell your name? <laughs> how do you say your name, little blah 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 blah? blah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't go. Well, actually, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I was gonna say that this was the um, argument to me that was pretty compelling. That I think they could have expanded a little bit more on was the whole technology stuff. You know how the shadows could help them. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, mm. I mean, because that's a pretty interesting like argument you know we're trying to help in this way but i'll get to their actual argument later i guess yeah she didn't know how much time had passed on zahadun i guess that's why she you know let them believe she was dead for so long time doesn't work the same way and she also says that delin cautioned the others to misled them and she wants him to see the truth she's like yeah maybe it is time and he hugs her and Glances over the doctor's report about her. Okay. Yeah, there was there was no even thought in my mind that he was buying any of this. Yeah. Yeah. We see some kind of ship arrive on the station, and we go back to Sheridan getting his gun ready. And in the mirror, Kosh reminds him that if he goes to Zahadun, he'll die. That was eerie. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. Sheridan records a time delay message for Delin. I do that every once in a while on Outlook. (laughs) 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 Send it after I'm gone. I don't want my boss bothering me about it until tomorrow. Oh, you don't Um, do it to have them think you're at work when you're not? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Because I don't care anymore. <laughs> okay. That's how I am at my job now. I just don't care anymore. <laughs> I got in. I was, I got in at like 10 o'clock or yeah, 10.30 something Friday. And there's nothing to do. So I left at 2 o'clock. <laughs> okay, I'm just going. I have nothing to do. <laughs> I'm getting paid a lot of money to sit around and surf the internet. I could do that at home. Mm. Um, so anyway, sorry. <laughs> Garibaldi runs... Oh. 
How did I miss this part? There was a part where, yeah, okay. Gotta set this up first. There's a part, there's a scene I missed where Garibaldi goes to see Sheridan. He's, um, he's heard about Anna and he has a task about the White Star and gives Garibaldi another task confidential. And this seems to upset Garibaldi. It reminds them how they weren't sure about each other at first, but now we trust them and Garibaldi agrees to do it, and Sheridan says, next time I see you, if everything's okay, let's talk about the weather. I didn't really get all that was happening until the second time I watched it. I yeah. thought that he was making everybody get off the White Star because he was mad at Delenn. <laughs> well. back at her. So, yeah, I was not understanding. Yeah. He had a far more uh, interesting job for Garibaldi. Yeah. So, what, okay. But, he... Was his... Are, we, are you suggesting that he told Garibaldi to get uh, on board one of the ships? No, I, I mean, I, I always took it as I want you to steal two of the nukes and put them on the White Star. <laughs> oh, danger. Is this an emergency alert? <laughs> that was an amber alert. Wow. Wow, they're serious. <laughs> they are. Scares the shit out of me every time. I guess. Eugene, Oregon. Hmm. But now my mind is blown because I never even, I never thought I'd never even crossed my mind, but I wonder if that was one of the things he told him to do. Get taken aboard. But how would, no. how would he do that? I don't know. Order somebody to do Conspiracy theories. <laughs> oh, if anybody could figure out how to do that, it would be Garibaldi. <laughs> uh, back to where we were. So, um, Garibaldi runs into Anna and John and they talk about the weather. And I think on the commentary they're saying that you can see that Anna knows something is going on, but she just can't quite figure it out. They're much, talking about Much like me at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Sheridan tells Garibaldi to take care and Garibaldi says the same. Anna and Sheridan are on the White Star and they take off for Zaha Doom. She's a little uneasy because it's Vorlon technology. Apparently the shadows think they'll die if anything Vorline touches them, so they're going to take a shot. That's your set up. <laughs> really is a flashy light. Sorry. Yeah. What? How, how so? What do you mean? Well, because of what ends up happening at the end, you know, um, Sheridan makes White Star crash into Zahadu. It's and there is Anna saying. The aliens believe if anything wall on touches a Hadoom, they'll die. Apparently, their fears were well founded. I yeah. guess, but it was more like um, Narn stuff, right? I don't know. Confused. Didn't they get Didn't them from the game? The, the bomb, yeah, the bombs are from the game, and then the White Star is partially based on wall on technology. Right. Yeah. I feel like you're saying. I was confused too, Elizabeth. Sorry. Right. <laughs> uh, um, on B five, Franklin and Ivanova talk about how the captain's gone. Franklin knows Sharon saw his report and there's a problem with Anna. <laughs> you saw my my thing with the two pictures. How did you see that? <laughs> did, did I need to connect the dots for you? <laughs> I remember. I, yeah, I remember the scene where Franklin discovered it. I liked the way he was looking back and forth and back and forth, <laughs> turning to his head was moving. I have to superimpose these to make sure their skulls exactly match. 
<laughs> so Anna and John arrive on Zahadum and they go into the underground building. Apparently the shadows move their main structures underground for security reasons. Uh, was I surprised that they could just walk on the planet's surface like that? Yes, I was. <laughs> They'd have to wear masks. Yeah, have to wear masks, but everything else is totally fine. And she somehow knew that he had a gun and takes it. It was they like right and, there, right? It was on his hip. Yeah, it yeah, was oh, right there on his hip. The other one was hidden, yeah. But I think that was his plan, you know. Yeah. Put this one boy. here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now like, I'm just remembering. Remember that episode where. Never mind. I was going to say he was. Something was. The bike was hidden in his pants. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> They go to the part of the complex designed for humans, and they go into a room, and Morden and some other guy are there. <laughs> designed Morden. for humans in a long-term <laughs> stay facility in the 90s. <laughs> um, although the sound effects is kind of cool, it doesn't quite work with the set, but you got, these sound effects make it seem like uh, they're stone doors and stuff. But they also have those weird door shapes. Not the same exact door shape, but still, like, we're going to make it interesting and weird, the shape of the store. It's, I mm. don't know. Makes no sense. But anyways. And really, okay, why are you going to put board in there? Like, this is not going to be helpful to have board yes. in there. Um, yeah, he, um, Anna gives the gun to Morton, and Sheridan asks that other guy, who are you? Yeah. And, there, JMS was talking about that, how the Vorlon guy doesn't respond, so the Shadow guy doesn't respond well to the Vorlon question. He gives this really roundabout answer. Which isn't really an answer. <laughs> yeah. But it's more of an answer. Like, remember when, um, I don't know, I thought it was more in line with like how they wanted the question answered, you know, when mm-hmm. that guy was, that psycho guy was asking Delenn, like, who are you? And she kept saying, uh, you know, yeah. Sebastian. Yeah. Um, but he does say that he's a middleman named Justin. Remember Sheridan's dream, the man in the middle is looking for you. What? That's, Are you serious? That's this guy. Yeah. That's what JMS Justin says. Justin is looking for you. <laughs> oh boy. Justin. So are we to think that he was kind of like Sheridan's counterpart, counterpart on the shadow side then? Uh, yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Except Sheridan was doing more of a better, you know, Sheridan was doing a better job. And so mm-hmm. the shadow thought, well, maybe we could persuade Sheridan to come to our side and get rid of this Justin fella. Okay, I'm really disappointed that that's what that meant. <laughs> it seems so, like, pointless. Like, guy's dead now, and he just talked some random thing. I don't know, that's just weird. He was very exposition. Just in the middle, man. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> just there for exposition. Apparently JMS saw him in something else and liked him and wanted him to come in and do all this exposition. My dog. When you have something like this, you know, the shadows, you kind of build things up to where, you know, you have real, you know, major villains, you know, look really evil. But then when you actually face the villains, they're actually, they seem pretty, like, pretty benign people. Yeah. It's kind of like that what you would expect when you're going to the home world of the shadows. No. Yeah, Justin is not what I would have expected. (laughs) Uh, when he goes on to explain his philosophy in a bit, well, not his philosophy, the shadows, that adds another layer as well. 
Did you notice Morden's name in the opening credits, or were you surprised to see him here? I didn't notice his name in the opening credits, but I was not surprised to see him since I was calling Anna female Morden pretty much through the whole episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did see his name in the credits. Um, I don't know. I just think that the shadows... I was expecting... I mean, uh, I would have expected them to do a little bit better job of trying to convince him. You know, have a little bit better of a reasoning than this. Or just have no reason to be evil. Well, it got him there. It got him there. But like they were really uh, trying to convince him to get on their side because they called him a nexus and like what he decided to do would sway a lot of people. Yeah, and they can't just kill him because he'd be a martyr and... Yeah. uh, And so if this is their goal, like, I think they should know him a little bit better and mm -hmm. and realize they gotta present this in a different way. Not like... I don't know. Like, you could have... I think they could have made him a little bit more subtle about their their goals because this is not like his mentality this this is obviously not something that he would get behind yeah i've actually realized that justin isn't um sheridan's opposite number he's the lens opposite number because he's there for the exposition and to be the middleman between the satan power and the rest of the younger races uh, where it's, uh, you know, uh, in earlier seasons, um, Delenn was that for the Vorlons. And so Justin's there trying to persuade Sheridan, but he's not doing a, a good enough job. And yeah, so he's in not the very end, good at his job. Yeah, he needs to yeah. be replaced. <laughs> in the end, the shadows are coming in. I mean, it's, it looks very threatening, and what happens ends up happening. But I think maybe... They might have been there just to step in and to basically try and persuade, might have just tried to persuade him on their own terms rather than using this middleman. Because, you know, when Glenn explained everything, Kosh was there to actually help her out. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I mean, the way they presented it makes me like the Vorlons even more. Which I was always a little kind of, you know, I think we both were a little suspicious about, like, the ultimate, you know, goals of the Warlords. Uh-huh. Yeah. And also, the Shadows were like, there's got to be a reason behind what they're doing. And yeah. there's a reason, but it's not a very... Con- it's a really bad one. Yeah. I think they had a, a little bit more subtlety there. Like, it has to be done, you know. Yeah, We're it's trying more, to help out. Yeah, I don't it's know. more evil villainy, which I yeah. didn't think that it would be. I thought uh, yeah, that you exactly. would maybe it's like a be able to get on their side versus this whatever guy trying yeah. Luthor trying to you know control the world in his way, and it just sounds really bad. Right. Well, they're what billions of years old. Yeah, and so. um, <laughs> yeah, basically <laughs> it's I, I kind of it's. You know, they're what they're trying to do. They, they've gone to the extremes of their plan, basically, rather than finding a better route to cause chaos and promote evolution. Because you can do that without starting a war every thousand years and killing off half the races. Yeah, I mean, the universe is huge. It's like there's room for different people. And they but keep getting driven back every single time, too. <laughs> To, to where they have to so, you know, lick their wounds and get out for a while before it's starting again. It's all part again. of the game. It's, it's all part of the game. So that they can get stronger. <laughs> oh. 
But it was kind of interesting what they, what they, I wish they would have expanded a little bit more on what the Vorlons have, how the Vorlons have meddled, you know, in civilization as well. Because, yeah. you know, the revelations that they came up with, with the size and all that, I mean, that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good revelation. And just show you that, yeah, the Vorlons are, you know, messing around in different ways. They're kind of, they're doing almost the opposite again, you know, they're, they're the, opposed uh, force here where, you know, they're not just order, they're playing a long-term, very slow, methodical game of manipulation. Okay, but this is interesting. So, did they say that they created telepaths a hundred years ago on Earth? Well, no, a hundred years ago um, on Earth, Size were recognized, not that they were appeared a hundred years ago. Basically, a hundred in 21 something, um, size on Earth basically were prevalent enough to actually become noticed by everyone. I uh, okay, I was gonna say because that would have yeah. been way later than they created it on Narnia, you know what I mean? Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, um, because from the impression we get, um, the Narns were more involved in the pre ago. yeah more involved in the previous war. So yeah. the shadow, oh, sorry, the Vorlons probably needed um, telepaths earlier, but didn't have as many. But now what this did, time round, they've got more races who have telepaths in them. What did he say that um, our friends used the psychor to make sure telepaths came out on? Yeah, I our didn't side? get that. Uh, uh, basically, it seems like um, there's two factions in the cycle. There's the factions that are working with the shadows, and you've got um, Bester's faction who are working for their own ends. And so basically the shadows had gotten in there to try and help control the telepath. Yeah, whereas Bester's faction wants the telepath to control themselves and eventually control humanity. Right. But they've only had a few years to do this, really, because they just got woken up, so... Mm, yeah. Good job. <laughs> when they said something about a nexus, I started thinking of um, Guinan being caught in a nexus. <laughs> Star Trek, what generations? And I started thinking Doctor Who. <laughs> well, yeah, because essentially Guinan's race are apparently immortal and... Um, seem very much like um, Gallifreyans to me, or, t- you know, that if they mm-hmm. had a slightly different origin, would have become Time Lords. <laughs> the whole Nexus thing kind of reminds me, or kind of goes back to Comes the Inquisitor, you know, where they were ta- both Delenn, you know, I think it was Delenn that was talking about how, you know, if somebody, if she dies, you know, somebody else will, you know, take her place. Yeah, so, yeah, you've got that as well. So, Delenn gets her time-delayed message, and in it, Sheridan's saying he thinks this is the only way. He tells her about how in the future, on when they're in the whole B4 mm-hmm. thing, or she told him not to go to Zahadun. Yeah. Like, what if that future happened because he didn't go? It's <laughs> zero sense. You can't, yeah. you can't start oh, thinking no. like that, Sheridan. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, you can flip crazy. a coin either way it's probably the uh, same odds you know but but he also forgot that in that Delenn said you told me that you you saw this point in the future 
and I didn't believe you. And yet, he's here doing this message and conveniently misses out the line of, and you told me that you wouldn't believe me, and things like that. So he really didn't consider things. And why would she be so adamant that he not go to Zaha Doom if in that timeline he hadn't gone to Zaha Doom? Yeah, that didn't make sense. Yeah. But well, but that's Sheridan's fault, Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought this Centauri Prime motivation for going to Zaha Doom was a little odd. It was kind of like, I, I didn't really think that he would have considered that, you know, important or as important as trying to find a way to end the Shadow War quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Well, I'm trying to get the loop in my head straight. He said, what if that happened because I listened to you and didn't go to Zaha Doom? How did that, how would that work? Exactly. <laughs> yes, but the thing is here, because yeah. Delaine doesn't believe he had the future flashback, she says it anyway, but by that point, she's realized he's from the past, and maybe she's forgotten she got that message that really moved her, where he said he's going to Zaha Doom because it, she told him don't go to Zaha Doom. So time travel. To stop it, <laughs> yeah, to stop it, all she would have to do is not say anything about Zaha Doom. And Maybe would in the future. Yeah. She won't. It's, Can't start second-guessing stuff when you time travel. Exactly. It's just, oh. Unless oh, you're yeah, Usually unless... it all just happens because that's the way that it happened before and there's just no changing it. So, bah! Yeah, so maybe that's yeah. actually the, the lens thinking in her head. Okay, right, I can't change this. This is actually a paradox loop. I've got to warn him not to go to Zahadum anyway, even though I know by doing that, that's causing him to go to Zahadum because if I do anything else, it's, it's just going to make my head hurt. <laughs> This is a fixed, yeah. This is a fixed, fixed point, point in time. Can't change it. Yeah, fixed point. <laughs> oh, I really hope that it can change because I, I don't want that future happening. From that right. season two episode, I always kind of figured it was going to be inevitable that he would go to Zaha Doom eventually. Yeah, you keep you yeah. can't keep saying it's like the TV show. Like, <laughs> don't go, don't go, and not go. What? Yeah. yeah. Is this the yeah? He kept talking about. Um, what is it? Chekhov's. Chekhov's done. In this, yeah. Yeah, in this uh-huh. episode, there was like, yeah, we saw this earlier in the episode, so we had to do this. Uh-huh. But I think it's the same way, like, throughout the season, though. If you do something, you keep talking about something, you have to do right. it. Yeah, they had that. And then this episode, they, also, they actually did have Chekhov's gun and Chekhov's nuclear weapons. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so he said he's, he's, maybe he can prevent that future and end the Shadow War now, so he's going to go, even though he, sure, it's a trap. And it's then a trap. this is where, it's a trap. <laughs> yeah. I bought some Star Wars toys on Friday. Yay. I wasn't going to, uh, we're crunched for time we've got 40 minutes left <laughs> oh sorry I'll just say that I added it to my cart but then decided not to buy it oh, um, <laughs> well, it's still there I'm sure <laughs> so Justin this is where Justin basically gives Justin I just can't with the Justin I, it's, I know <laughs> that name does not fit no Except, I mean, it does change slightly the origin of everything as put out by um, 
the Vorlons, basically, according to the Vorlons, the Shadows have always been there as an ancient evil force um, that has to be fought. Whereas, according to the Shadows, well, we were just one of many ancient beings that were around. And well, we know there's others, because we've seen yeah. one, right? But then they changed it, saying, oh, well, when the others went off, us and the Vorlons were meant to guard you, except the Vorlons decided to change the rules and make us the bad guys. That's what the Shadows are saying. So there's a, which, which parts of which story do you take, you know? Yeah, it's all about perspective. Yeah. yeah. Which I actually like that, that there is a little bit of question there, because I expected the whole thing to be more like that, where it was like, okay, this is gray. Like, I'm not sure how I feel about the Vorlons compared to the Shadows, but they were very evil villainy. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't like, make the Vorlons just... sound that bad. They were like, they're mm-hmm. like your parents. Well, Sheridan <laughs> loves his parents, okay? Yeah. That's not the best argument. <laughs> They're like your parents who always want you to do, do good stuff. your chores. You, you <laughs> see, the, the argument then should have gone on to say, and what you call the shadows are like your crazy uncle. They just want you to have mm. fun. <laughs> <laughs> They're like shadow yeah. dancing. <laughs> <laughs> so, Borlons are order, shadows, chaos, strength comes from fighting, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it. Uh, see. Okay. Just don't use Justin as your negotiation next time. No. <laughs> well, Justin's dead. He's fine. <laughs> He's toasty. So in C, Clarence picks up a shit ton of shadow ships. Clarence! <laughs> and that's an actual unit of measurement. <laughs> a butt lo- <laughs> it's, like, it's less than a butt load. <laughs> right. Um, Which makes sense if you think about the curve. <laughs> 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 but it was nice to see Claire. He looks particularly handsome in this episode. Yeah, I think his hair and is he, And he gets a decent amount of um, airtime as well. Yeah, which was good. Yeah, they scramble the fighters, but Ivanova tells them not to approach until authorized fire. And it looks like they were going right towards them, so I guess they were. <laughs> and <laughs> it's like don't approach them. But <laughs> yeah, and conveniently they're blocking Droll. So oh, right, yeah. We can't use Droll. How convenient. <laughs> what do we have Droll here for? <laughs> yeah, it's that easy to block them. I mean, why, why are we bothered? <laughs> Because he can open plot convenient um, time rifts and um, right. things like that. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder. Well, I should have showed the look on Draw's face and when he's being blocked. <laughs> Just frustration. And- That's us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We already gone through most of this. Morton's about all talking about how the good stuff that's come out of fighting and evolution. And it was supposed to be an equal fight, but the Vorlons cheated, and we talked about all that. But who said it was supposed to be an equal fight? One question I like read, I guess, on the Lurkers guy. Like, mm. was it those two decided they were going to fight equally? Or what do you mean somebody? equal? Sorry. Well, uh, just or Morden or Justin went on said it was supposed to be an equal fight between the Shadows and the Vorlons, but the Vorlons cheated, started manipulating people. Mm. Yeah, it's um, like who says just, who says an equal fight is yeah. appropriate. Somebody, yeah. And shadows think humans have potential. They could be in a good position when all this is done. That's insulting. 
<laughs> B5 is standing in the way, and B5 is can't get through to draw, and Anna says... You know why they can't get through to draw? Because Zathras is gone, and uh, and he was working on the communication. Or one of Zathras <laughs> yeah. is gone. Yes, one of Zathras. Um, Anna's all... Every, yeah... Everything depends on everybody fighting each other. And Morgan says, every time this happens, somebody tries to get all the races together. And you did it. Good job, Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice of Morgan. Oh. <laughs> I'm showing you now. So, like, when do they know when it's it's done? You know, like, OK, there's been enough fighting and destruction. They can rebuild themselves now. And they get beat back and <laughs> when, they, when the shadows get beat down. <laughs> when they when they yeah. lose, then they're like, Okay, I think now's a good time. Yeah. <laughs> go to sleep for a little while. We'll yeah, come they back. Go back to sleep. They're just like really a god of chaos, really. Yeah. Hmm. So they uh, um, Oh yeah, and so with that reveal of their plan, have you noticed similarity between B five now and a certain Mass Effect series? I don't know oh. what you're talking about. No, uh, basically, um, it's an open secret that Mass Effect is heavily influenced by Babylon 5 and the Reapers by the Shadows. Is that a um, video game? Yeah. Okay. I don't think I knew that, but yeah. Yeah. Spoilers for um... Mass Effect, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> is there a Morden in Mass Effect? Um, almost. These characters are, are very Morden-esque. Is there a Franklin? No. <laughs> no, no. It's a doctor. Yeah, there's, there's Is there a Talia? Um, I'm just kidding. Yes, actually. <laughs> Is lady. there a Kodoth? <laughs> oh, yes. Turning oh. point. Like, will I play Oh, yes, there is. Yes, there is a Kodoth. <laughs> is she floating around in space? <laughs> No, she actually gets a more important role in the third game, but there is a code. See, they in. were smarter there. Yeah. They put yeah. code off in a more important role. Oh, the name of your character is Shepard. <laughs> yeah. Sort of like Shepard. Wow. Well, uh, yeah, it's actually John Shepard, if it's oh, my Oh, it man. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's like, uh, this is like copyright infringement. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, oh yeah, this is getting everybody together is unproductive to the shadow goals, and they can't kill him because somebody else will replace him. He's a nexus. It's important. So this is where Sheridan reveals that he knows what's been done to Anna. Her personality is different. He starts reaching for. This is where uh, I can't believe they can't see him reaching for his. Yeah, I was like, wait, what are you doing down there? What's <laughs> something around your leg? <laughs> Why is he touching his leg? <laughs> he takes forever to do yeah. it. I know. I think the shadows probably saw it. That's why they came in. <laughs> it was yeah. actually coming in. They're like, it wasn't just convenient going. timing. He's slowly reaching for something. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, they uh, put her in one of the ships and pulled her out when they found out who she was. But Man, so she was never... basically in a Vorl... I mean, a Vorlon. She was basically in a shadow ship for a while. Yeah. Like, fighting them. Ew. <laughs> that's just... That's creepy. Even after you've been in one of those ships for a while, you're never quite whole again. You 
You do it your toe. Yeah, actually, they got really animated. From the expression, <laughs> just sorry, the way Justin delivers that line, it almost sounds like Justin was originally in a shadow vessel as well. Hmm. Really? I don't know. I got the sense he was just angry but, that. But, yeah. Yeah, but it's kind of he kind of had to fear about it in a couple of his lines of, you know, and you do what you're told as well. I thought he was freaking out because the shadows were starting to come into the room at that point, and maybe he thought he was going to be in trouble because he hadn't gotten his job done yet. Because he was fired. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. The fire. So we see a shadow into the room and shouted, opens fire. Jakar, ONB5, Jakar enters CNC, and Ibanova asks about using a weapon. He said they would vaporize us at this range. But two of the nuclear weapons are missing. Hmm. We see a bloody Sheridan making his way along a tunnel or something. Hmm. Wish we could have seen more of yeah, that. Yeah, I was like, what happened? <laughs> yeah. I know, I was like, okay, I, I was live tweeting this, and I was like, oh, when are we now? What What's going on? I know, did yeah. we miss like a good fist fight with Morden? Because that would have been amazing. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Oh. I wonder, yeah. would have been neat to see the, what happened in that room after the last scene. Yeah, how, um... Yeah, how would a shadow have fought? It falls like a yeah, spider uh, out of yeah. his legs curled in. <laughs> but also, how did um, Sheridan kill two shadows with just a PPG? Oh, was it two? I only saw yeah. Oh, okay. There were two shadows there. It's just, how did he do that? What happened They're to Justin? They're like ball <laughs> It's just... Yeah, what happened to Justin? And somehow Adam... Yeah, somehow Morton, uh, Anna survived unscathed. What, did she hide her under a table or something? And if so, that's a real shame to do that to even a character like that. You know, she's been inside a shadow ship. She she must know some fighting techniques. But only from inside the ship. <laughs> <laughs> she, if she's not in a ship, she's helpless. <laughs> she's yeah. just cowers and... <laughs> You know, it kind of makes you feel bad for for her because, I mean, she had no, you know, she had no control over what happened to her. You know, no. Nah. Yeah, I mean, she has, she refused them, and then now she's been changed, and it's not her anymore, really. She's, I guess you could say she's dead, anyways. Yeah. Yeah, it's the whole Talia thing again, isn't it? It's a, the other, <sighs> another personality taking over a body. Remember Talia. <laughs> Remember those days. Yeah. I remember when we had, like, a sigh on the ship frequently. <laughs> um, yeah, so Sheridan looks out at the city and the dome above, and he punches something in, and the ship above arms it, the White Star, arms its nuclear weapons. Anna tells him, there's no way to run, just come inside. And, you know, there's a new personality in me, but I can love you too. Oh, that was her. <laughs> yeah, it was creepy. Um, <laughs> the way she's walking forward with her arms stretched out, it's just, just come to me, John. Well, we won't it, kill you. And it's like, you know, they're obviously down to their last resort here. And yeah. it's yeah. really just a, it's doomed to fail. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> terrible. Oh, and she's got her shadow escorts with her. Yeah. Oh, she's shadow dancing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Escorts to the shadow dance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Sheridan William Delin's watching Sheridan's message and he says that he loves Delin and goodbye and Delin cries and Zaha Doom, the white star gets closer and we hear Kosh tell Sheridan to jump now, but he doesn't jump now. He waits a few seconds. That was a weird voice for Kosh. It was very, very human. Yeah, it's like, jump, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) And jump really long so you get to the middle of the pit. Yeah. Yeah. Well... I think of it this way. He's been in uh, John, at, you know, for half a year now or so, and so he's kind of been influenced by the humanity in him or something like that. <laughs> so he sounds him. more human? Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's what I think. <laughs> Anna looks right up before the white star crashes and goes boom. And she lets out a scream worthy of a Doctor Who companion. <laughs> worthy of a shadow so the ships around Babylon 5 disappeared and we see one we see a shadow come over Garibaldi's little fighter Jakar says they wouldn't have left unless B5 were no longer a threat and Clarence is confused um, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of a standby Ivanova <laughs> knows that Sharon's gone that was a pretty so, interesting assumption that they just made, but you know, it's the end of the episode. You kind of have to. But also, wrap it up. remember she, yeah, she's um, she's the latent size. Eh, P one. <laughs> Not even a P one, but still. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think that it was any kind of side connection. I just thought she figured yeah. it out because they left. And what else? Like it, she, I don't know. She's. Versed in military tactics and plus he, he's um Does she know that he went to Zaha Doom? Yeah. Maybe that's the assumption. Yeah, yeah. You know, plus also she's lost every other member of her family. You know, uh, Sheridan isn't exactly family, but she he's like family to her and so it's just okay, yes, of course someone else I love is dead. Oh. So Jakar gives a voiceover. And we see the wind praying. I love that voiceover. Yeah, if I can find it, I'll put it in Oh, too. yes. I didn't write it down, what he was saying. I actually didn't really like it. I liked it at first, but I, when I was listening to it, I was like, I don't know. This just seems like words, like random words. Like, Well, that's what book voiceovers are, especially like on the X-Files. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, this is... This is ten times better than X-Files voiceovers. Oh, voice, yeah, X-Files voiceovers are terrible. It's a thousand act- times better than the Terminator ones. <laughs> <laughs> no, sometimes I really like those. But oh. <laughs> You see, this voiceover carries meaning and emotion. I don't know. I just didn't really like, I guess, the whole thing about we're always in a moment of transition or a moment of whatever, blah blah <laughs> And it just seems so arbitrary. Like, you could just say any two things. Yeah, we're always in. You're really, I don't know. I liked his tone, and I liked how solemn it was, and I liked the images that were there. But the actual words themselves, I was, like, not impressed with. But that's just... It seemed very JMS-y, though. No offense. Yeah. And we see a little Sheridan's room, and Clarence tells Ivanova that there's no word on the captain. It's like the White Star's been destroyed. And, but one of the fighters didn't come back. It was Garibaldi's ship, and, this is where I wrote a note about Clarence's hair. <laughs> this uh, this is one of Clarence's best performances, I think, because 
I, I can see the emotion in there, even though it, it's subtle. It, it is subtle because he 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 hesitates with delivering some of the news. He cracks on um, a couple of the lines, or you know, I can't remember whether it whether he cracks on the name, you know, when he's mentioning the captain, and whether he mentions when he mentions Mister Garibaldi, but. He knows what effect this is going to have on Ivanova, so he he's really reluctant to give it. But he knows these people as well. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, God, can you imagine? It's horrible. <clears throat> so does this make her the commander? No, the captain. Yeah. Ooh, is is Clarence now the commander? <laughs> and Zach she's is Commander Clarence. And she's in charge because and Earth. I guess Earth can't yeah. <laughs> send a replacement. Yeah, uh, uh, and technically it makes um, Clarence second in command and Zach head of security. Yeah. That's what I just said. What about uh, Marcus? Does he get a? Um, does he get a an upgrade? <laughs> um, does he become? No. Well, Delenn's still around, so. Yeah. Yeah, but he so, could take Zach's job. <laughs> Marcus in this episode. Yeah. yeah, I wondered that. I just figured he was off fighting somewhere. Yeah, just about everybody except um, Marcus and Zach. Uh, if yeah, we could have, yeah. didn't see Zach either. No. So yeah, we see a shadow ship has a fighter inside. It must be Garibaldi. Wow. And we see. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. That's yeah, not a. It's not a big leap. <laughs> to, no, I mean, to me, that's crazy. It's crazy. What's gonna happen? <laughs> it's crazy. <Are> gonna... <laughs> and where's the yeah, see... What's going on there? Yeah. Hmm. Where's where was the um? Well, they sure looked Warlock. season three on one hell of a cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Which we kind of thought it might be because it was like kind of coming up, you know, close to the end. They hadn't really had the huge, you know, war, like so. And we do see the shadow ships at Zahadun. I guess surveying the damage or something. Over a huge crater. And that was the end of the episode. End of yeah. the season. Wow, already done with three seasons. Hmm. So I do have a note where Jam has said, yeah, I turned in the draft of this episode today. This marks the first time in a 50-plus year history of TV that one person has written an entire season of a TV show. The closest was 13 episodes of Blake 7 before then. And he said... And they probably fell into a coma. <laughs> he said, I have no plans to do this for season four. Because <laughs> of, <laughs> and we know now that he did do it for season four. Yeah. And then most of season five as well. Yeah, he said he wasn't going to do it because there are going to be big changes in the B5 universe. Oh. Well, they kind of has to be. <laughs> Leave it on that sort of cliffhanger. If they're eating big changes ahead, it, it kind of undersells that cliffhanger. Do they have any quotes, anybody? Uh, I have. Uh, you write any? Um, well, I did like that one quote between, during the exchange between Sharon and Garrett has to do his, you know, about the shit uh, when he looks at the math, Sheridan's well, 
it's uh, insubordination as a senior officer in that way, Mr. Garibaldi. Yeah, I am. I didn't write any down because. Mm. Well, I do have one. <laughs> I've, I've got the uh, that the voice of Kush. Jump, jump now. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you if you can put the voiceover in, I'll take that one. <laughs> <laughs> I have um, shared into. I dead. noticed this episode was very was very monologue heavy. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Oh, okay. I have Sheridan to the Lynn. Um, you would have denied me the right to make that choice. How can you say that and expect me to ever trust you again? I like that line. Snap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Snap, yep. <laughs> and then Jakar. Then, as you so concisely say, boom. Oh, that's a great line. That's right. Okay. Let's do our characters of the week. Who is our human of the week? Sheridan. Yeah. Man, it has to be Sheridan, doesn't it? Yeah, give it to Sheridan because you know if he's dead and all. <laughs> I can't. I can't think of anybody but Sheridan for this week. Oh, they told him if he went to Zahadu, he was going to die. That's right. R.I.P. Who? Mm. Okay. Who wins, Mulder versus Scully? I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Always Scully. Oh, let's go. Who's, who's our alien of the week? Oh, um, hang on. Before we move on to that, who would win? Between- Do we count Anna? <laughs> no, oh, Anna Anna's versus still human. Dewin. Who Gordon's won Anna or Dewin? <laughs> oh, uh, alien. I was going to say Jakar, though, because. Yeah. Yeah. Jakar, I guess. It's probably the only it one that had any kind of significant role in the episode. That spider that walked up behind <laughs> Sheridan? <laughs> yes, yeah, his last episode, so let's give it to him. <laughs> Justin wasn't a good human. Justin, no, no, thank horrible. you. <laughs> he's like in Believer Heaven now or something. Yeah. Oh, he's with that little kid. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Poor guy. What about Morden? He- oh my god, did Morden die? <gasps> No. We I didn't even think about it. this until now. No, I don't want Morden to die. Morden made it out. I don't care how. He Somehow. tunneled under the... <laughs> He's hiding something. under the bodies of the shadows. I don't shadows. care. Yeah. He built himself a shield made out of shadow bodies, and <laughs> he's alive. <laughs> he was never really there. It was just a hologram. Yes! <laughs> I don't know. Oh, cool. So let us rate this episode. You want to start us out, Doug? Um, sure. Yes, I, I really can't. This is a 10 out of 10 for me. I really can't think of any episode before or after that's quite as quite as good as this one. This was kind of like the one of the best episodes in the series. I really okay. can't even think of anything real, really wrong with it. Yeah. How about you, Heidi? Oh, did you have a rating system? Oh, you mean like uh, coming up with a, cl- you know, with something clever or whatever? It doesn't have to be clever. And the only thing I was able to think about, think of, was uh, ten out of ten thermonuclear devices. There you go. Good. Oh, there you go. Boom. Um, let's see. I liked it, but um. But my confusion about what's going on <laughs> brings it down a little bit. Um, and I also think that the shadows have a horrible plan. And 
really need to rethink this whole thing. Um, they're not as menacing as I uh, was hoping, and they're—I don't know—they're there's not as I don't feel sympathetic towards them at all, and I was hoping that I would because I uh, I would prefer that if we actually saw why maybe Sheridan would choose their side, and there's just there was no way. So, um, so yeah, I, I guess I was let down a little bit by my expectations. So I'm going to give it eight out of ten. Don't drink that, Londo. It's from a quote-unquote friend. <laughs> but you, Beth? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly how I feel. I The first time I watched it, I was just trying to follow it. And, you know, it's it's very, you know, it keeps you interested and tr- trying to figure out what's going on. But I was disappointed, like Heidi said, about their argument. You know, it, at that point, why even have an argument? Just make them be evil. I... I think that he, there could have been a better way to do this and a better way to set this whole thing up. It just came on at the end so fast with Anna. They could have had a little bit more time with her or just a little bit more of a way. Like this was their real hope to get Sheridan on their side. They did a terrible job. I mean, maybe that's why they keep getting defeated. I don't know. Maybe they're just <laughs> terrible. Um, so, but I mean, it had a lot of good stuff in it too. And I'm very intrigued to see where it goes, but I'm going to have to give it eight out of 10. Justin Fides. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they don't think they're strong enough, and that's why they. They don't have fighting, confidence. They don't have self-confidence. <laughs> they need a good um, diva ballad. <laughs> yeah, how about you, Ian? Mm, well, this I do really like it. Um, I, not quite uh, as much as the, but it's a nice rounding to the season and this season three everything's just been ratcheted up tenfold this is Babylon 5 we're in the midst of what it is to be Babylon 5 and this cliffhanger makes you want to jump right into season four for me so I jump I get it (laughs) (laughs) yeah um (laughs) Uh, so I'm going to give it 9 out of 10 Elder Gods of Chaos. Cool. But this is another episode where I couldn't find anything that I didn't like. It's not the best episode of season three, but um I did like the episode a lot and really like everything. And I'm glad that, you know, I don't have to keep avoiding the question, what do the shadows want? Because <laughs> they finally explained it. So I'll give it 10 out of 10 men in the middle. Named Justin. <laughs> <laughs> so that gives episode a nine. Are we doing a uh, like overall season overall next time? Yes. Okay, so yeah. we can do predictions then. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I think that's the best time to do them. Okay. Well, then I'm gonna hop off before you go to feedback land. Okay. <laughs> yes. Don't you want to know how we get there? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no,
Hoist. We have an email from Yarsto, and I'll take this one. Greetings down below, casters. Here's my feedback for Zaha Doom. After a few episodes of Ominous Countdown, we have reached Z, and it is indeed Zaha Doom. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was totally something else? That would have been a surprise. <laughs> yeah, it's um, Zima. Oh! I have a six-pack Zima, by the way. I'm not happy. <laughs> uh. um, oh, I lost my place. Um, and as Kai just told us and tells us again in this episode, if you go to Zahadum, you will die. He's not dead. Come on. So as we saw at the end of the last episode, in the snow globe scene, already teased and wore out in, Anna Sheridan appears to be back from the dead, and she asks John to come with her to Zahadun. Needless to say, this does not improve John's relationship with Dylan. Oh well. Mean- <laughs> Meanwhile, Londo has been promoted to a position in the royal court, which he thinks is meant as a way to keep him in check, and gets a warning from a mysterious man, presumably associated with Mr. Morden, to leave B5 at once if he values his life. I wonder if Londo left. Hmm. Well, yeah, so come with me if you want to live. Yeah. Anna gives us some more pieces of the puzzle, linking the shadow vessel on Mars, which we heard about in messages from Earth, to the Icarus expedition to Zahadun. Does anyone else think Anna's promises of no more poverty and limitless cheap energy? are essentially just promising we'll turn this into Star Trek. Uh. Whatever the value of the promise, eventually Sheridan agrees to come with her to Zaha Doom. The two of them go there in the White Star, and Anna tells us shadows believe they'll die if anything remotely Vorlon touches Zaha Doom. Sheridan promises to take the shuttle down, but with Sheridan apparently carrying a piece of kosh, that's really no help to anyone. Once they've landed, we meet Justin, who describes himself as a middleman as part of long speech dodging a simple who are you. For what we see, Sheridan fights his way past the shadows but gets wounded in the process. If the episode has a truly weak moment, it's not showing us that battle but only showing the aftermath. On the other hand, it's one hell of an aftermath featuring the last throws of the dies from Zombie Anna and finally Sheridan's jump just as the White Star arrives to prove the shadows' prophecy right. To top it off, to top it all off, we find out during the closing narration for the season that Garibaldi's fighter hasn't returned to Babylon 5. Just to end this feedback on a lighter note, Anna's comment about the shadow's name being 10,000 letters long and unpronounceable echoes what JMS said about the walkers at Sigma 957 in Usenet comments. So, do we think this is a phase ancient races all go through? <laughs> Maybe... <laughs> Maybe something your species does once you've been around for a billion years, but you still want to look edgy and hit for the younger races. <laughs> and the younger, the younger races just got tired of long names and decided to come with something short. <laughs> Quotes, Jakar, where is Sheridan? I thought he would be here. Ivanova, well, it's a little hard to explain. Let's just say something came up. <laughs> this dead wife. Uh, uh Dylan, Zahadum is the home world of the shadows. No one leaves there the same as they arrived. Veer, a friend of Mr. Morden's, Londo, very likely, I do not think I like the sound of this, Veer. No, I do not like the sound of this at all. Sheridan, while you're at it, I need a few things taken care of. It's all here. You will, of course, keep this confidential. Garibaldi, these days, what around here isn't confidential? I'll take care of. Son of a bitch. Sheridan, it's against regulations to address a senior officer in those terms, Mr. Garibaldi. 
Finally, I could quote all of Jakar's closing narration, but I'll leave it out and assume you'll have got to it, or at least the most relevant lines from it. Um, I think we've just lost a... Keep reading. Honorable uh, Human Sheridan, it just had to be on... Oh, hello. Welcome back. Got dropped somehow. Human Sheridan, it just had to be on this one, really. Alien, Dylan, a slightly more contested field on this one, but she just had so much emotion in this one. Honorable Missions, Jakar, arranging super weapons, delivering clothing, money loss, Jakar can do anything, and Kosh, not quite as dead as the Shadows would have liked. Episode 9,500 out of 10,000 letters in a name you can't pronounce. Garstow mm-hmm. from the Netherlands. Yes, we have an email from Yan. Okay. Yep. Hello, down below us. Here's a bit of feedback for season three's finale, Zahadum. Anna Sheridan is back and she wants John to go to Zahadum. Saying, don't you want to know what's really going on? Another variation of what do you want question. Uh, he's probably, sorry, he is understandably mad at Zalem for telling him the full, not telling him the full story, but he also understands the problem facing her and Kosh. Yes, Franklin's examination does reveal the remains of a shadow implant, so John is taking precautions because of how can he not go to Zahadum? You probably expected Mr. Morden to be there, but what about Justin? He calls himself a middleman. He is. Maybe the man in the middle from Kosh's dream flashback sequence. So, now we know more about the shadow philosophy. Create carries and wars to um, promote evolution. Do you, dear ambassadors, think that the shadow characterization of the Vorlons being like a parent is right? If so, what would the shadows be in similar characterization? Uh, uh, I don't know, the, the boy on the street that tortures animals? <laughs> now at the end of the episode with Sheridan jumping... It's a true definition of the cliffhanger, isn't it? Uh-huh. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Here's the big question to the ambassadors. Is Sheridan going to die at Zahadum, as Kosh said he would? We have seen him die already. I mean, jumping into a chasm and having a 6,000 megaton bomb going off looks much like a death sentence Please discuss. TBD next next time? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Rating. I love this episode. So many answers. So many new questions. So I give it 10 out of 10 missing nukes. Favourite human. This time it has to be Sheridan for me. Alien Delenn. Quotes Delenn from the beginning. The humans have a saying. What you've passed is prologue. The Mambari also have a phrase, what is past is also sometimes the future. Any question? Oh, oh I think that's mistyping. Uh, and Anna, don't you want to know what it's all about, what it's really all about? All you have to do is come in with me. Where? Where else? To Zahadum. Um, 
and Jakar and Ivanova about the newts being undetectable, and unless you know what you're looking for, Ivanova, as soon as the shadows come out of hyperspace, then, as you so concisely say, boom, Ivanova, good. Um, it's another note in the feedback he put in the wrong place. Lando has been promoted to the advisor for Katata for, for planetary security. Yes, he definitely has. So it, that leads into the veer quote. Then why would they reward you? It's not a reward. It's a leash. And Lando gets a warning. If you value your life, you will leave quickly. A friend of Mr. Morgan, very likely. I do not like the sound of this. No, I do not like the sound of this at all. And I just love Jakar's voiceover at the end of the episode. You should probably play the sequence because Drake's Katsulu's delivery is just perfect. So we'll be playing that if I can find it online mm. or maybe record it off the DVD. I agree that his delivery is good. Mm. And he leaves us with his regular sign-up. That's all for now. Be careful, or you have long passed the point of no return. Ooh, there's going to be a new one in a couple weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Jan. Thanks, Jan. Jan. Next, we have an email from Victor DeGrand. Okay. Excuse me. This was an excellent season finale in which Anna Sheridan's story is revealed. Right away, you know things are not going to end well with this reunion. When asked, where have you been for the past five years, Anna has more flimsy excuses than a teenager claiming the dog ate his homework. Meanwhile, Londo is drinking early, and with good reason. He's been promoted to the homeworld, the better to assassinate him, so we can expect to see some political intrigue on Centauri Prime next season. Sheridan somehow gets the idea that he can prevent a war and the destruction of Centauri Prime by going to Zaha Doom. That's the homeworld of the shadows. And Kosh has already told him, if you go to Zaha Doom, you will die. No wiggle room there. Nothing open to interpretation. It was one of the few times in his life that Kosh actually made sense. To be fair, Sheridan knows it's a trap, and Anna is not the wife he remembered. But he loads a couple of nukes into the White Star anyway, and off they go. BT dubs, he and Garibaldi need to work on a better code. (laughs) Anyone who thinks New York City is pretty in the winter has never been there in the winter. (laughs) In the end, we find out that the Vorlons stand for law and order, while the Shadows believe that destroying civilizations and exterminating races aids the creative process. (laughs) Oh yeah, because didn't Gordon mention his audience? (laughs) (laughs) So we end with a cliffhanger as Sheridan detonates his nukes and does a header off a balcony while Garibaldi's ship has been taken by a shadow vessel. All in all, this episode was a thriller. Worth nine scheming, traitorous, backstabbing wives out of ten. Regards, Victor. Thanks, well, thanks Victor. Victor. Um, yeah, next we have an email from Lori and Carl. I'll take this one. Hello, ambassadors, commanders, and visitor. Hello. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's finally time to go to Zaha Doom. Carl's episode prediction based on the title, Sheridan will die and B5 will be destroyed. <laughs> it did come close. I love Melissa Gilbert as Anna Sheridan, who remembers Little House on the Prairie. A very different role. I do. Yeah. I used oh, to read those I'm books, wa- too. Oh, love those books. I want to watch it now. Is it on Netflix? I wonder if it's on Netflix. Okay. Uh. Um, 
She nails the opening line to the lens. The sentiment of get the hell away from my man comes across very clearly. Okay. While watching when this originally aired, I remember feeling just devastated for the lens. <laughs> <laughs> Carl commentary from while watching the Icarus should have brought bigger guns to Zaha Doom. It's an exploratory vessel. They thought the civilization was dead. That's my response. <laughs> yeah, but uh, um, come on, they followed a ship that came to pick up. True, that's ship. right. Yeah, that is that's right. <laughs> Anna Sheridan is clearly evil and is only herself in the way that Mr. Morden is still Mr. Morden. Sheridan will need to kill her to win the war. So I'm guessing Morden was never on a ship, so he's probably not changed that much. I don't know. Oh, yeah, good point. Oh, but he did have the... No, he didn't have the scarring, did he? Not that we know of. Um, the shadow sending Anna as a lure means they feel threatened by Sheridan, and he should take advantage of that but not go to Zaha Doom. Sheridan is very weak-willed not to trust him to win. Yeah, I think JMS said that the whole thing in the last episode was what prompted them to send Anna... The victory, I guess, in the last episode. The story that Anna tells about the accident oh, was only two... Oh, you We feel bad. Oh. Oh, we feel bad for Londo. The promotion is clearly a maneuver for someone to keep an eye on Londo on Centauri Prime. The story that Anna tells about the accident with only two surviving is a very lame story. Sheridan should not fall for <laughs> it. Sheridan is going to fly the White Star to Zahadun with the landmines and blow it up, especially as Anna says, any Borlon tech will destroy anything shadow related. Morden has returned. Clap, clap, clap. <laughs> <laughs> Sheridan brought two guns, but only turns one over. The second one is likely hidden in his boot. <laughs> Sheridan is asking the Borlon question, who are you? The shadows are going to attack B5 as predicted. The prediction about the second gun was also right. Oh, I hit. Sorry, I hit the wrong button. I just scroll down. Um, questions for the ambassadors. We found out that time does not work the same way on Zaha Doom. Will that make a difference? Ooh, did not think about that. Good question. What was on? Uh, what was on the new strange iPad that Sheridan gave to Garibaldi? Any guesses from the ambassadors? I thought it was just a to-do list. Yeah. That's what I thought it was. It's just in the man in the middle. I think we need a Michael Jackson song here. <laughs> That's what I was <laughs> What has happened to Morden, Anna, Sheridan, and Garibaldi? I don't know what has happened to Morden. That's what I care about. <laughs> <laughs> Did Lando leave the station? Did Veer? In quotes, Lando, I have been promoted. <laughs> Carl's rating ship, Garibaldi's combo ship. <laughs> oh, that's bad. A combination Star Fury, Shadow <laughs> Vessel. Wait, Shadow mm. Fury? <laughs> oh. oh, nice. Species, <laughs> Shadows, and Mr. Morden. Death, Sheridan's apparent death. <laughs> wooing relation, wooing <laughs> slash relationship, lens screen touch. <laughs> oh. Favorite floor, the beautiful Zahadun Tropics. <laughs> I miss those. <laughs> this dramatic moment, the jump. Comedic moment, weather talk. Camera work, three shadow humans lined up with the focus moving to each in turn. Nice. What would Sinclair do? Not fall for Sheridan's wife. <laughs> oh, no. It wouldn't have been um, Anna Sheridan. It would have been, uh, what's her name from the first season? Catherine Sakai. Yeah, it would have been Catherine Sakai. 
Mm, well, I think that's what yeah. JMS had planned or was intended. Yeah. So score four because we did not see the fight scene. Or so was that a higher score because we didn't see the fight scene? Oh, um, maybe let not a five because. Uh, uh, I can't work out the rating system. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's better when they leave it to your imagination. You know? No, I want to see more than fighting. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see him boarded on the back of a on the back of a shadow. <laughs> Maybe it is better than we imagined it. <laughs> um, Lori's ratings: human, Sheridan, alien, Kosh. She gives it ten booms. Nice. Thank you, guys. So next, we have an email from Sergeant Drano. Drano comes out for the season finale. Nice. Comes out of the hatch on the swan, I think. Okay, right. It's a quick run. I'll, I'll take it. What an amazing episode. What a great payoff to if you go to Zahadum, you will die. What a great way to cap the end of the se- what might have been otherwise a best season. There are numerous moments from this episode that I will never forget. Sheridan's apparent, the ta- sorry, Sheridan's apparently taken in by his wife, only to reveal in his message that he know he has to go, even though it's almost certainly a trap. It's a trap. That's no, <laughs> that's not my wife. It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, never also forget those final moments when he's at the edge of the precipice with the wife. Closing in. Sarado's following, ship crashing down, only to hear Kosh's voice and take the leap. I bet those new heads are spinning. What po- could possibly come next? Yeah. By the way, uh, I have to give Christopher Frank props for the, his music in that. On that oh, show. yes. It, 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 really, this season, the score has lifted up so much and at the, at the end there, you're absolutely right. It was brilliant. But that was the email from Sergeant Drano. And you're right, Station 7 at the door. Thanks, Sergeant Drano. Yeah. Thanks, Drano. I'm downloading a picture of Admiral Akbar. <laughs> <now, so. laughs> yes. Um, next, we have an email from Anka. Okay. Hi, Down Below team. I was off the grid for some time during the last week, so I missed all the fun last episodes that were leading up to Z-2 days to Zaha Doom. I know you have discussed them in detail, but I want to give you a few short reviews before discussing Z. If it is too long for you to read, feel free to cut to the important part. No, don't worry, Anka. Gray 17 is missing. Hey guys, I actually enjoyed Gray 17 is missing a bit, apart from what I hear in the B5 community all the time. Okay, remind me, what was that one? Yeah, that was the one where, so the one where Garibaldi was trapped with those people. Oh, and, the dummy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the creepy doll. I mean, Babylon Five had episodes like a late delivery from Avalon so far, so Gray Seventeen can't be that bad. Hey, I like that one. Of course, it's <laughs> absolutely ridiculous to lose an entire section and then the whole story around this cult. Oh well, at least I like to watch Garibaldi whenever he is being sarcastic, which is pretty much all the time. But seeing Delenn become Ranger 1 and Narun and Marcus fighting was worth all this drama around the Zark. So in total, I didn't mind the B story. Too bad the whole episode was named after it. I give it 6.5 out of 10 missing floors. The Rock cried out. I really like this episode. Not because it has the first kiss at the end of the episode, 
Sheridan and Delenn are rather strange in this one. But because of the Londo, Jakar, and Veer conspiracy against Rifa, and because it ends with that spectacular scene that always gives me shivers. When Rifa is killed violently while a gospel choir joyfully sings the title song of the episode. It's bizarre and pretty cool. I also like that you wouldn't think that this could happen for the entire episode. The rest is pretty much preparing for war and cranky Sheridan. I like that there is some worry about the situation between Babylon 5 and Earth. This has been in the background far too long, and I like the sight of the white star at the end of the episode. The white stars at the end of the episode. I give it eight out of ten rocks that cried out loud. Shadow dancing. Wow, just wow. <laughs> this was always my favorite second season finale, and it could have been a real one. It shows the first huge space battle against the shadows, and I like how they show all the destroyed ships. The white star skeleton floating in the background. When we see Sheridan and Delenn at the end of the battle, is just creepy. The Franklin part they could have left out for my taste, especially when he meets himself. But I guess he had to get back on track somehow. But with the battle happening at the same time, it's okay to get some time to breathe when Franklin gets a rant from his imaginary self. The only weird scene is the one where Sheridan talks about his dream. What does any of this mean? Well, we know someone is coming for them now. But I was actually completely surprised when I first watched the episode that it was Sheridan's wife. Oh, well, you didn't see the DVD menus. <laughs> this broken snow globe means drama. Z minus two days. I give it nine out of ten white star skeletons. Brr. Zaha Doom. Never, ever go to Zaha Doom. You will die, did you hear me? Die. Very bad. Even your wife died there. Oh, well. Do whatever you want to do. I am out of here. That was the that <laughs> Poor Kosh. Instead, they tell long stories, they try to convince him. And in the end, his wife comes back from the prairie, uh, I mean, from Zaha Doom, and all their talk goes to hell. I like that this little, that this, uh, his past comes back for him, and it is perfectly timed. It could shake things up quite a bit, because we know Anna means trouble since she had been on Z. What I don't like is what everyone makes of it. Anna doesn't say much about her being gone for five years. What she tells Sheridan is, in fact, sounds like she had thought about it for five minutes during her flight to B5. Well, that's kind of true. Yeah, she kind of had... Well, maybe actually that's what happened. Basically, um, the ship we saw her fly out of at the end of the last episode was probably the ship she was plugged into. So it's like, ah, ah we've just lost his battle. Where's, he, where's his wife? We've got his wife somewhere. Ah, she's there. Same thing. Yeah. I think, yeah, I feel like they could have given her, like, a little earpiece, <laughs> given her better things to say. Um, well, we lived there. We didn't have a phone. Then there was an accident. I hope she doesn't even think she is at all convincing. Then Sheridan yells at Delenn for not telling him that Anna might have survived. Delenn, who does, in fact, not know for sure what had happened on Zaha Doom, who simply had told him that Anna probably had died because she would not have served the shadows. Yeah, well, Sheridan, so she didn't know anything. She told you what she knew. You could have long gone and checked out that place yourself. Then Franklin, he tests and he finds something strange. But instead of alerting half the station's security personnel, he simply sends Sheridan his report. It's the shadows, for God's sake. You think they could have done that on purpose? But all of this is just the filling material for what has to happen in any case. That Sheridan goes to Zaha Doom. I really like the scenes on this planet. That Justin person. Where did he come from? It's a little weird in the beginning, but it soon becomes pretty clear what he wants of Sheridan. But of course, Sheridan knows there is no way out, and he was aware of that from the moment he agreed to go with Anna. It's tragic that Sheridan's decision to go is based on the things he saw and heard during his jump into the future, and that he then decides to detonate a bomb on Zahadoom, knowing that he will die there as well. 
One small criticism from my side would be that there could have been more action in that last episode, but I remember I was still fascinated by that finale episode the first time I watched it. And at that time, no internet at all, no internet and all, I did not know when the next season would start. I think that was the real tragedy in all this. Favorite human, Sheridan. Favorite alien, I guess I'd give it to Anna. Her finale face is so alien, and she had a shadow thing in her brain. Favorite quote, then as you so concisely say, boom. I give it 9.5 out of 10, thousand letter long alien race names. Sorry for the very, very long email. Anka from Raincouver. Oh, but a bum. I think. Oh, is it raining? It's been raining some here lately, which is unusual this time of the year, but this has been an unusual year weather-wise for us. It's almost like the climate is changing or something. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, I missed all the like super hot weather here when I was gone, so um, it's nice now. Well, thanks, Anka. Yeah, thanks, Anka. Um, yeah, so Zaha Doom aired October 28th, and the season four premiered aired November 1st. No, November 4th. So, wait, say October when? 28th, oh, so, so one week later? And that's, yeah, because yeah, there was a gap in between um, some episodes. Uh, beforehand during the summer was uh, I think it yeah there's like a five month gap between War Without End and Walkabout there's yeah six months yeah that's so funny one week later well you don't have to wait very long I guess so that's good <laughs> at least they didn't, nobody had to wait a whole year I know <laughs> or a year and a half like in, in the Battlestar Galactica or, uh, or like, like Sir Game Lock of Thrones. or something yeah, Sopranos, I think, had like two-year gaps in there sometimes. Well, thanks, everybody. Uh, oh, yeah, yes. thanks for all the feedback, everybody. Yes, thanks um, for the feedback. I, actually, we're going to, because we're going to be doing the Season 3 wrap-up, those of you who haven't seen um, the rest of the series, I'm sure we want to hear your um, predictions as well. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And yeah, everybody send your thoughts on season three. Um, even if you don't send yeah. feedback frequently, um, it might be a good time to do it. Yeah, mail it down below podcast.com. I'm sure Victor will have predictions. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Carl as well, I hope. I'll have to look yeah. at his last, or this season's predictions to see which one was true. <laughs> mm. All right, Doug, thank you for joining us. Oh, yeah, us. thanks. <laughs> Join us yeah. next season. Thank oh, you for having me, and I'll definitely find an episode for next season to do yay yeah sign up started in like three hours from when we're recording so hopefully you hear this ah. yeah <laughs> hopefully you're hopefully you're just not finding out now for the first time but yeah send in those predictions i mean send in those episode choices hopefully there'll be a few left yeah all right that's all we have for this week folks we'll be back next time with our season three wrap-up but until then Goodbye. Take care. Bye. Stroke Be seeing you. And don't go to Zaha Doom. Look for us on the web in iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. Also, downbelowpodcast.com, facebook.com slash group slash downbelowpodcast, and twitter.com slash downbelowcast. <laughs>